You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf. Welcome to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community. I'm your host, Ben Wolf. Uh, today, we're going to learn from our guests uh, how to create a process for hiring, training, and supervising a team, even of uh, even of which it, which is uh, completely remote and how she went from a solopreneur answering a Craigslist ad to the founder and CEO of her own virtual assistance company. And hopefully that is going to add value for a lot of people uh, and give you information for growing your own businesses. Uh, before we start, uh, I have to say that, uh, as you probably already know if you're listening now, that this show is relatively new, uh, but I'm so gratified to uh, the people out there in the entrepreneurial community uh, who have started reaching out and giving me feedback on the podcast, on the people that we're interviewing and the information that we're sharing. Um, I, got a, I got a call just randomly uh, last week from uh, one listener uh, who just called me out of the blue. She is an EOS implementer, uh, meaning she is somebody who helps companies implement uh, the all-encompassing EOS management system for entrepreneurial businesses. She helps people implement that. And she was just fascinated uh, talking to me about how much she enjoyed the interview we did with Dr. Sarah Gluck, a psychologist, and how she created a, a scalable uh, mental health practice. I got another uh, a person I was approached by who's a successful psychiatrist, happens to be you know, so another mental health person, but another psychi- a successful psychiatrist, uh, previously the head of a, of a psychiatry department at a major medical center in the New York area, uh, approached me also with great interest about that same episode and information about scaling a business from being a solopreneurship. So I'm just really gratified by uh, by the people reaching out about the value we're sharing here. So please you know, share it, you know, spread the wealth. Uh, and um, on the, along those lines, also I would remind people to subscribe and uh, leave a review on wherever you are listening to this show, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, whatever, uh, or you know the, the recent experiment we had with uh, YouTube. Again, let us know what you think of that, whether we should continue doing that, our interviews that way. And, um, and uh, what that does is besides making this show more accessible to yourself whenever uh, we, we share a new episode that shares new information and value, uh, but also uh, leaving a review and subscribing really improves the status of the, of the show on the various algorithms of the platforms uh, and makes it available to more people by doing that. Um, it makes it easier for them to find and will come up in more searches. So the, uh, it, would be a, you know, it would be a huge help not only to yourself but to uh, others out there in the entrepreneurial community to subscribe and leave a review, preferably a five-star review. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, hopefully you could share with more people through that the unique value of this show, uh, which, as we've talked about before, is not just sharing amazing and awe-inspiring entrepreneurial success stories uh, like so many other shows, uh, but uh, but really sharing valuable tools and information uh, that people can use uh, in their businesses right away. That is the goal. Um, and uh, so now, without further ado, I want to introduce our guest today. Uh, she is founder and CEO of Assist Pro, a virtual assistance company for executives and frazzled solopreneurs. Uh, she, in a previous life, was the uh, branch manager at one point and a mortgage banker in the banking world. Uh, she lives in the state where I was born, South Carolina, and uh, her website, if you want to find more uh, information about her company, is assistprollc.com, because I stuttered there a little bit. That's assistprollc.com. And without further ado, I give you Jenna Spencer. 
Hi, Ben. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to chat with you and talk with your listeners and hopefully share some useful tips for those out there um, that may need help with this area. Awesome. Well, I, kn- I know you will. And, you know, we had a uh, we had a conversation when we were getting to know each other uh, a few weeks ago. And I definitely, uh, you know, reason why I invited you on is, is exactly for that reason, because uh, I think that you did have a unique uh, a unique story and a unique, uh, you know, type of type of improvement that you were able to do in your business, which I think is something that people need a lot of help with. Uh, I know that you're very familiar with EOS, Entrepreneurial Operating System. Obviously, as we're going to talk about, um, but so as you know, and, and just tell the listeners who might not be familiar with it, uh, EOS explains uh, that uh, that there are six major areas of business uh, that need to be improved on and need to be maximized in order for you to be maximally successful and really get what you want out of your business and mm-hmm. get a better life and achieve your vision and your goals. And one of those areas is process. Uh, is having a documented and a clear process for accomplishing whatever it is that you're best at in your business. Um, and uh, so that is that is why, uh, that is really, you know, kind of, I guess the main focus of really that I wanted to try to dive into with, with you today. And um, sure. and I think that it's an area that hopefully, you know, you can, that I know you can share a lot of value in uh, with people. Absolutely. So on the uh, on, along those lines, so I guess I would say first of all, just to to, to back up a little bit, um, I, I know you've written recently. We've talked about how in your story that you were in the corporate world for a number of years, you're in the banking world, and there's been you found that there's issues with work life balance. You kind of reached the end of your fuse in that. Uh, to tell tell us a little bit about your about your journey and where you came from. Yeah, I'd love to. So I have a unique journey. I actually was homeschooled and grew up in a very rural area. And I was very much a tomboy growing up. So anything outside, uh, you know, fast cars and loud music (laughs) was Mm -hmm. my thing. And, you know, uh, (laughs) yes. So uh, more so like muscle cars kind of thing. Um, But... You know, I always had an entrepreneurial spirit within me, and I did not realize that. So, How did you see that? uh, Well, my mother is a Cadillac director with Mary Kay, and so Mm -hmm. I grew up listening to and being infiltrated with Mary Kay's wisdom, which was Mm -hmm. always about love and affection. Your P&L shouldn't Mm -hmm. be about profit and loss. It should be about praise and love. And so just being in that environment, um, but watching my mother grow her business and support our family with that um, was very inspiring. But I knew that that wasn't the avenue for me. So I actually thought that I needed to secure a corporate career. I needed to have a 401k and mm-hmm. PTO and the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. So after uh, college, I went into um, the banking world. And so I went into the banking world when I got pregnant with my daughter. And I'd actually done food and beverage for a long time and had worked mm-hmm. with a lot of different people. And um So it was really interesting because I went into the corporate world, but I always felt like a fish out of water and I wasn't quite sure why. So I always strove for more. I was striving and trying to do more and trying to go up the corporate ladder and had some great promotions and moved and all of that. But when I had my third child, I really 
realized that I did not want to live this lifestyle anymore. I was dropping mm -hmm. my kids off for 10 hours a day somewhere else. Wow. So I went back to my roots and decided that I was going to find a work from home legitimate position. That's what I really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And so I became zealous and I became, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I just became so focused and intentional about finding an opportunity mm -hmm. that it became my whole mission for three months and really looking for something. And I looked everywhere. I applied for all different types of positions and there was a Craigslist ad one day out of Atlanta, Georgia, which is about three hours from Greenville. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget, I put my heart on my sleeve in that email and said, hi, I'd really love to apply for this position. I am right. unhappy with my current situation. I've never been an assistant before, but I know I have the skill set to be successful. And I would be willing to drive to Atlanta, you know, once or twice a month to meet with you if that's required. Right. And so that's back in 2014, right? Yes, this was back in 2014. Mm -hmm. And Lo and behold, that was Tom Bauer, who is an EOS implementer out of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And he hired me. My first day was St. Patrick's Day of 2014 okay. as the assistant to him and his business partner. Wow, that's very cool. Okay. So that was <laughs> so that was the, that was the very beginning. And yes. uh, and so 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 at the beginning, you were you were a, a virtual assistant. I also want to ask you about in your own business. You 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 distinguish between the managing assistance that you provide and and a, and a virtual assistant. Uh, so I want to hear more about that also in a minute. Sure. But, okay. So when you so the beginning of your journey is that you were you were a virtual assistant for an EOS implementer. Again, for everybody out there who might not be familiar, an EOS implementer helps companies. Uh, implement the EOS system, which uh, again is a, uh, a comprehensive set of tools and processes that just helps helps companies get clear on what their vision is for themselves and hold themselves and their teams accountable to really achieving that in a real way and not getting off track. Keep everybody rowing in the right direction in the same direction. Uh, but at the beginning, you were just a you're not just, but you were a virtual assistant for somebody. So how did Correct. that morph into uh, into into founding your own company and, and what was it like and what were you doing at the beginning? Yes. So at the very beginning as their virtual assistant, I never considered myself technically a virtual assistant. I, I worked virtually, but I considered myself their executive assistant. Mm -hmm. I just happened to work virtually. Okay. And so I managed their calendars, I managed their emails, I managed all of their client processes in terms of the client flow and all the, the pre and post work. I helped with all of the follow up for their business development efforts and all of their connectors and leads. Um, mm -hmm. Helped to manage some of their outsourced help. So, you know, their web developer and their marketing person, making sure the implementation of the plan was being executed at the timeline discussed. And also um, really just being the, the logistics coordinator for them. Right. Um, I fell in love with the process of EOS because it was clear and simple and easy to follow. And six months later, 
Tom and Alex uh, said, hey, Jenna, have you ever thought of having your own company? We think that there is a, a great need in the EOS community for assistance trained on this process. Mm-hmm. And have you ever thought about something like this? So immediately I decided to dive headfirst into <laughs> starting a business because I knew that, that there were other... That drive that uh, it led you there six or nine months earlier. Yes, So I knew there were other women in similar situations that I could pay forward this amazing opportunity to. And Mm -hmm. Tom and Alex really mentored me and directed me through the process. And really, I just took it one step at a time and uh, put simple processes in place and, you know, just went head first. Right. So, well, yes. And I want to get into that in terms of, uh, in terms of like, well, how do you go about doing that? How do you find those people? How do you, you know, how do you, you know, how do you, how do you recruit uh, a remote workforce? How do you quality control? How do you train? So I want to get into that in a minute. Uh, one of the things I, I see in your, in your, in your resume and you, the, not resume, you know, but I see on LinkedIn and around you're involved in profit works. How does that, how does that fit in? What do you do with them and how does that fit into to everything else? Yeah, that's a great question. So I remained the assistant to Tom and Alex for another 18 months or so. And then once the company started growing and we had 20 or 25 assistants on our team, I found my replacement for them. Mm-hmm. So for ProfitWorks, um, I am involved with the EOS conference and providing the on-site support staff annually. Um, and I still talk with Tom and Alex all the time. They're my mentors. Is that, is that the Correct. one that was in Atlanta a few weeks ago or like a month or two ago? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, I'm not involved day to day with them anymore, but I still support the conference. So. Okay. Interesting. And uh, so, like I mentioned earlier, what is the what is the difference you mentioned in your materials that you don't provide virtual assistants, and even just now you distinguished yourself as a as an, just a regular executive, not re- you know as an executive assistant, not a virtual assistant. You call the people that you provide to uh, entrepreneurs and executives uh, managing assistants. So, what does that mean to you? Why do you use that terminology? Yes. Thank you for asking that question. I'm excited to talk about that. <laughs> so I am a firm believer that with good communication and healthy relationships, um, there can be really great virtual assistant relationships and support for entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So the reason that we coined the term managing assistant is because I saw that with the virtual assistant industry, all of the the verbiage and the communication was around all of the stuff that a virtual assistant can do for you mm-hmm. and how much time and money you're going to save by utilizing someone in that capacity. But to me, and what we do for our clients is really heavy on the communication side of things. Mm-hmm. So a managing assistant in our eyes is someone who really takes things off of your plate and manages the to-dos, manages the projects. Um, And really, like after they're delegated, we burn the mental calories and take ownership of those items. Mm -hmm. So it's not just farming out tasks that need to be completed. Um, A managing assistant is going to oversee all of that, but it's directly tied back to the right fit um, with, you know, trust, good communication and great relationships. So that's where the the thought process came from. But 
yeah. So it's it's kind of like you're hiring a manager, I meaning someone who's actually taking ownership of certain responsibilities and not just that you're managing them, accomplishing you know a list of fifty tasks. Exactly. So it's that that ownership difference. Oh, okay, very interesting. Thank you. Um, so now I want to get into, I guess, really the main, the main, the main thing I was hoping that you could share with people today, uh, which is process. Sure. Uh, you know, because it seems like a daunting task, right? How do you, yes. how do you hire an army of, uh, of, of, uh, of, of, of people, a workforce where everybody's in different places? You don't necessarily get to meet people in person. I mean, how do you hire them? How do you quality control? Um, I guess let's go to the hiring before you get to like actual serving clients, because I'm also curious about, uh, the idea of people are providing service to your clients and they're not in front of you. So yes. you, like, you, you don't have any way of seeing how they're doing or what they're doing. I mean, you could like send surveys, I guess, to people. But so I want to, I want to, you know, I want to hear about like quality control and supervision also just on an ongoing basis. But they get at the beginning, how do you, how do you go across the, the, the process of finding people and screening them figuring out who they're going to be a good match with, like walk me through like how you created a, a hiring process. How does that process work for hiring? Well, I will try to, <laughs> yeah, I, so agree. This, I, you know, yeah. headlines, so, 10,000 yes. feet, whatever, obviously <laughs> yes. I'm sure there's 50 things involved, but yes. uh, the main points so, that I guess maybe people could glean how they could do that if they're trying to do something similar. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, I think it all comes down to trust and connection. So when we are looking for assistance to join our team, it's not necessarily do they check all of the boxes for the skill set. Mm -hmm. We always hire for the culture fit first and the mm -hmm. core values fit first, and then we look at the skill set. How do you so, test for how do you test for for core values and culture? by random interview questions. <laughs> so we obviously rely on our referral network first and foremost, because we have really great people that love our company, we mm -hmm. trust them. And so they're going to refer people in that um, they will vouch for. And right. so that's okay. our number one uh, metric that we follow is and, and do you have do a we... process for trying to maximize the number of, of referrals? Internally, we do. So we offer referral bonuses for our current assistants, and mm -hmm. whenever they refer someone in that gets successfully matched with a client, and is successfully matched after ninety days with a positive review, then they get a substantial bonus. Nice. So okay. um, that's a big driving factor for us. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the process on that part is simple. With the other part of it, um, with just screening candidates, we follow, part of our process is screening by Pat Lencioni's, uh, the ideal team player metrics. Mm -hmm. And okay. so he recommends looking for people who are humble, hungry, and smart. So I would highly recommend anyone that's looking to hire good people to read that book. That book is a driving factor in how we operate um, on the hiring process. Um, so then we do a series of two interviews. We do a cultural fit interview first, where we really just have an open and honest conversation and 
really want to see how, how open that person is willing to be for us, uh, mm-hmm. or with us and looking for their motivators. What's motivating them to look for a different position? Why are they wanting something like this? Um, and really getting to the root of who they are as a person, um, which seems very counterintuitive, I believe sometimes to, I mean, not to looking... start with their adeptness at various tasks. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, then we look at, we do a critical thinking skills assessment. So wanting to see how quickly they can comprehend, learn new topics. Uh, we also do. How do you test for that? Um, so we have, a. It's almost like a disc profile on steroids. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. called Advanced Insights, and it's a program offered through one of the EOS implementers in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we will do, obviously, then look at the resume. So the unique part about Assist Pro is, you know, we are able to bring on lots of different skill sets and different backgrounds. Um, so while we have the core competencies of an assistant, there's lots of different um, personality styles, lots of different, you know, applicable um like backgrounds. We have some HR professionals, we have some marketing directors, we have some military spouses who just run a great command central from home with their families. Mm-hmm. Um, we also utilize the Colby profile for uh, the fact finding and follow up uh, as one of our screening tools as well. Very cool. Okay. So let's say now that you, that you've, uh, so what, you know, let's say now that you've decided to hire somebody for your, you know, for your remote workforce for, as, as a managing assistant. So what's the next step? Is there a training? Do you wait till they're matched with somebody and then train? Like how, what's the next step? Yes. So once they join our team, it is, everything is contingent upon them getting matched with a client. So we focus very heavily on finding the right fit for both client and assistant. So when they come on board, we do an intro to assist pro training. We want them to know our vision, culture, mission, you know, expectations and things. Um, so we do two training sessions on that via Zoom. So that's how we do drive a lot of the connection with body language is being able to see each other through video. Right. Um, through Zoom. Is that done as groups? Meaning you'll have like, you know, every week, you know, you'll have the next batch or something like everyone doing it together. How does that work? Yes. So we do the intro training with a min or with a maximum of five people at, at one time. Okay. And then the training person also does one-to-one check-ins and follow-ups via Zoom. Okay. And after that, we will then put our clients into or our assistants into the matching pool. So we have about 15 assistants in our matching pool at any time. And at that point, they are then going to talk with potential clients we think they're a good fit for. So once the client comes back to us and says, yes, out of these two or three people, Susan is the person I want to move forward with. So the the client will interview multiple people, multiple potential people? Yes, okay. uh, typically two or three. Okay. Um, and then the assistant goes back into training for specific training. So we do support EOS implementers. We also support other coaches and visionaries and integrators of companies running on EOS. So we don't want to do a lot of specific training that might not be applicable. So we do wait until they're matched with a client to do the specific training for their client. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then after that, they move into onboarding together, where we have an onboarding specialist that works with both the client and the assistant to set a framework around expectations, 30-day goals, the first three to five items, and a good communication schedule. Mm -hmm. And then our onboarding specialist is supporting the assistant behind the scenes daily while she's getting up and running um, with you know regular and weekly check-ins with the client for the first 30 days to six weeks. Uh -huh. so that's uh, so that's a little bit of also how you ensure that uh, that things are that things are going well once 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 they get going is you have regular calls scheduled with kind of like an account manager uh, between that person and the client to ensure how things are going and working with the assistant to coach them and I guess just give them maximum maximum chance of success. Yes, absolutely. And what about after that five six week period? Is there is there any other process for ensuring that things are going going well, or if they need to be any kind of course corrections? Yes, absolutely. So we do quarterly check ins with our clients. Um, we do believe in short term pain for long term gain. So we do focus heavily on the first six weeks because if we're set up for success from the beginning, it's really the snowball that begins accumulating rolling right. downhill. Um, but we do quarterly check ins with our clients because our goal is that as the assistant is taking things off of their plate and owning those items, mm -hmm. that they are able to help their, their clients grow their practice. So then they're able to expand and take on more items for their clients. Right. So we do a quarterly check-in with both client and assistants, mm -hmm. but following the EOS model, all of our assistants are broken down into uh, small groups or pods, and they are part of a weekly L10 um, that they do with a pod Can leader. you explain to everybody what, what you mean by L10? Just for yeah. those who are not already familiar. Yes. So the L10 is part of the EOS model, and it is a weekly meeting that has a specific agenda. Uh, you start on time, you finish on time. It's held on the same day and uh, day of the week and time every week. And this is where you are able to condense all of your issues and all of the items that need to be discussed into one 90-minute uh, portion out of your week. So it really teaches leadership teams and companies to maximize the use of that time every week rather than spending four to five you know hours a week sending emails back and forth it brings right. the team together and are you know, these sprawling meetings clarity. that everyone wants to avoid <laughs> exactly exactly um, so all of our assistants are in small groups and they are the leaders of those are veteran eos assistants that have been on my team for at least three or four years uh-huh uh huh. So you're saying that internally, aside from all the work with the clients, there's there's L10 meetings with with uh, with with with, with Pro, uh, and all the assistants. Yes, right? absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we run on EOS as a company as well. Right. Uh huh. Very cool. Okay. So there's right. So there's okay. So there's there's lots of opportunities. Whether it's the quarterly meetings, or it's the weekly check-ins with you guys that are constantly keeping you guys connected with what your assistants are doing out in the field and it's not it's not so much you know I, th I think people who you know again have a remote workforce i think these are all like lots of great ideas and lots of lots of sparks of inspiration that mm -hmm. people can use and uh and that's you know it's not just that you're putting them out there and you know just hoping that it continues to go well or you'll hear about it if there's a problem 
Yes. But, uh, but it's a lot more proactive than that. And Absolutely. Uh, well, and I think one of the keys to our success, honestly, Ben, is that we treat our assistants as entrepreneurs. So we are constantly checking in with them on their personal goals and uh-huh. their, um, you know, growth plans. And we are really treating them as an entrepreneur. So, you know, instead of truly managing them like an employee on our team, we are treating them as they are almost like one of our clients as well. So Assist Pro is a landing place for them. It's a home where they get to have a great community. Mm-hmm. They don't have to go build their own business. Um, and honestly, in the last six months, I've probably had 10 women take a pay cut and join our team just because they love the community. They love the opportunity mm-hmm. so much. And to me, that proves that we're doing something right. So that's a great testimonial. I love, yes. So I love to, you know, my assistants are also, they're just like my clients, you know, and I, I love all the women we have on our team. And I think that is a big driving factor of our success. Very interesting. And, and I, I would want to, so there's two other things I want to clarify also besides, uh, besides sure. that great information. Um, which is, you know, cause again, there could be people listening that might be thinking, Oh, you know, for, you know, for, me as an executive or me as an entrepreneur or coach or whatever that I might want to, I might want to call Jenna and see, see about this. Sure. Um, but, uh, there's a couple of things well, that, uh, I think it's important to clarify and, you know, and maybe, and maybe find out more about the reasons why that policy is set, because I'm sure that is educational as well. But one thing that you told me the other day is that your, your managing assistants only assist people with recurring responsibilities, not one-off tasks. So why did Correct. you set it up that way? I set it up that way because it really comes down to, for me, the value in the relationship and truly being able to give the entrepreneur back more time. And it takes a lot of time and energy and money to onboard any new employee. So, you know, I believe that employee issues are, you know, one of the top issues that employers deal with. And so having an assistant that you can trust that can manage day-to-day activities for you um, to me is just a much higher value point than getting tasks done because, you know, you think about Gina Wickman and his assistant Karen. They've been together over twenty years. You know, and Again, she for assists. Out there, Gina, just to just to interject for a second, for people out oh, there, yes. Gina Wickman <laughs> is the uh, is the founder of EOS. He wrote the original book Traction, uh, and uh, and so he's the, the founder of the EOS, and you know, really articulated that system. So just yeah, sorry, go ahead. So uh, yes. Gino and Karen. Yes. So I know that his assistant um, has been, you know, working with him for almost 20 years. And so I started thinking about the successful entrepreneurs that I know that have really great assistants and started looking at the amount of time that they've been working together. And in talking with those entrepreneurs, you know, their feedback to me was, well, it would take so long to get to know someone else. You know, my calendar is managed. My assistant knows me, knows how I think, knows who I am, knows what I like and what I don't like. And so to me, that's what I'm trying to really uh, recreate and to bring to more entrepreneurs and business coaches. It's not just, can you take these quick things off of my plate and get them done? But it's, 
really someone to be your right hand, someone to support you, to have your back, to protect your time and your your emails, you know, to be your gatekeeper. And I think as an entrepreneur, at least for myself, I'm always the first to sacrifice my own time. But with my mm-hmm. assistant, she knows how I want my ideal schedule to be run. And so she manages that for me. And then I don't have the stress and worry. It's all coordinated. It's all done. And by having the simple process of that assist pro implements of checking in weekly and and having specific metrics, I know that it's all done and I don't have to stress and worry about it, which gives me 10 hours of my week back, um, which... So that's the thought process behind it. No, no, it's, it's, it sounds like it's a huge value in terms of this, but why not, why not also, on top of all of that, also do one-off tasks? If they say, you know, I need research on this, you know, I need research done on this one topic. We need to find the right vendor for this. Here's just one-off tasks. So why not do those, why not do those kinds of things, which are one-off? I mean, it's, you know, you don't have to research that vendor. Once you pick somebody, you don't have to do that again. So yes. why, uh, why not also have that in addition to, the recurring responsibilities. Yes. So in most situations, the assistants at that point are able to just do the one-off tasks. Um, So they're already managing most everything, but they're able to do those one-off tasks or they are able to manage those other outsourced people. Um, A big part of EOS is knowing your target market and having your niche in the market. So I have been laser focused during startup phase of identifying what we do really, really well and Mm -hmm. sticking and staying in that swim lane. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of growth opportunities um, on the plate right now for assist pro and not to say that we won't offer that. um, But Mm -hmm. for right now, we are the estate manager, the house manager, you know, we, we might know the the pool person. We might know the gardener. (laughs) We might know the roof person, but the house, the house manager exactly is going to know exactly what the owner of the home wants and how they would want it done. And they can oversee and manage those other people. So that was the core that I wanted to nail down first. So it's definitely in, it might be in the plan in the future plan, but um, for now we just wanted to stick with what we're really good at. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I mean, sticking with what you're really good at and what, what you see is your greatest value. Definitely, definitely makes sense. Uh, you know, the Jim Collins hedgehog concept uh, to stick, you know, stick with stick with the one best thing that you do best and <laughs> stick with that and you'll get a lot further than by uh, by chasing after all the other little things. So yes. um, and uh, the other thing I wanted to clarify is that uh, how did you decide to uh, work almost exclusively with either EOS implementers or executives at companies, whether they're visionaries, integrators, executives at companies that are running on EOS? How did you decide to have that also as part of your core focus? Yeah, so supporting EOS implementers for us is my passion um, because that's where I got started and that was the opportunity given to me. Uh, All of our processes are extremely dialed in and the processes we have for EOS implementers, it's it's it works and it's easy and we can onboard people really quickly. Um, You know, I think that I really wanted to stick within the EOS community because I love the EOS community. So I know lots of EOS implementers. They are my mentors and my friends, but I've also watched EOS develop. And, you know, the two gentlemen that hired me with ProfitWorks, they actually founded the EOS conference. So I was able to be involved in that from the beginning. And what I really realized is that EOS is growing 
the EOS community in terms of companies running on EOS, they are craving and wanting to work with other companies that understand the language. So there is a specific language that goes with EOS. There's a specific set of core values, and that is growing like a ripple effect with entrepreneurs. So there's a big enough market. Um, there's plenty of people that need our help within EOS. So that's where I have stayed. I've also found that branching out into other arenas, um, you know, there's just, I've got a great thing going where I'm at. We obviously have lots of clients that, you know, it's just easy. And I don't want to make life more complicated for myself, quite honestly, Ben. You know, it, it's kind of that, uh, I could have this really big company and, and we could grow it really, really fast, or we could stay super niched, super boutique, have really great relationships with our clients right. and be a really high touch company. And that's, that's where my heart is. Now we have lots of clients that are referred to us from our current client base that are outside of EOS. And as long as the core values are a good lineup and what they need really is in line with what we offer, we absolutely support that. I've just been super happy and successful with the swim lane I'm in. I haven't been searching for other things actively. Awesome. So one last question um, yeah. is, uh, you know, thoughts for the future. Where, where do you see yourself, uh, you know, three, five, 10 years from now? What, what are your, what are your goals? Where do you see this going? Yes. Well, I will try to keep this simple because that gets the visionary <laughs> brain going. Right. I'll <laughs> um, tell you about the 15 ideas that I have. Right? Oh, my gosh. My integrator does a great job of, of reeling me in. Um, right. You know, I'm really happy with where we're at. Um, you know, I want to continue supporting the EOS community. Mm -hmm. um, we have uh, a few international clients coming on board now. We have a few Canadian EOS implementers. I have a few opportunities with some implementers in Australia. Nice. Um, so I really see us. A couple of those guys. Yeah. So I really see us, you know, looking to support EOS implementers in other areas and having some international opportunities. The other thing that would that, in, would that include trying to find just maybe for time zone reasons, would that include trying to find assistance as well that, that are in those areas? Correct. Particularly Australia. I mean, Canada's not that big of a difference, but, but, uh, but particularly in, in Australia, uh, where it's a, where it's a very big time difference. Are you looking at local people or keeping it in American people servicing them? So my passion is really helping uh, women, and mm -hmm. I'm not sure that I'm prepared yet to handle the complexities of hiring internationally, but <laughs> okay. I come from a military town, so I know a lot of military spouses who are out on assignment um, in okay. other countries. So I'm so that's where my feelers are out right now, looking for uh, those international opportunities and for the American women um, and men who are with their spouses out on assignment. And that actually, uh, I have several calls this week, actually, for some women who are in Australia on assignment right now. So I'm really excited. That seems to be more moving forward pretty quickly. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. And then, you know, just for me personally, I really want to share the message that you can have a really dynamic, amazing, fabulous executive assistant who just happens to be virtual. You know, a, a virtual assistant um, isn't 
um, you know, this foreign thing anymore. But I also mm-hmm. think a lot of people view virtual assistants as, you know, there's specific things that they do. I, you know, I talk to a lot of people who have questions about how it works and what it looks like. And really, by plugging in some simple technology, it's the same as if your assistant just wasn't in the office that day. Right. You know, the same as you're a virtual CEO if you just happen to not be in your office that day. Right. So I'd really like to take that message out. Um, I'd really like to, you know, do some speaking on how to drive culture and how to really drive employee engagement with virtual teams. Um, you know, we have a team of over 80 assistants in a little over three and a half years. And wow. So that that tells me we're doing something right, but I want to share that message with others um, to really maximize on building virtual teams because I just think that's where the industry is headed and the workforce is headed. So, well, that's great. I mean, hopefully you're at the leading edge of this, and that sounds like some really exciting goals for the future in terms of also the international expansion, bringing that opportunity to more people, and uh, and just also evangelizing on the. Uh, on the benefit of this for uh, for people in, in general. So that sounds that sounds great. I wish you much success with that. Thank you for everything that you've shared with uh, with the people who are listening in terms of especially with a uh, with a virtual workforce. Um, you know, uh, hiring, quality control, training, how that works, and what you've done with that. I think that's it's tremendous information. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much, Ben. This has been so much fun. I really appreciate you having me on. And I just have loved this opportunity. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. And again, anybody can learn about uh, what Jenna's doing at assistprollc.com. And uh, we'll see everybody on the other side. Bye. You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf.